Amen. As we uh, continue on our theme of um, growing and giving, I petition you or appeal to you to Exodus chapter 36. We find ourselves back in Exodus chapter 36 this time. We started out in Exodus 35, but now we're in Exodus 36. We'll be in two verses, two uh, chapters this morning. We'll be in Exodus 36, uh, which is in the, the front of the Bible, um, and it's in the first five books of the Bible. It's actually Genesis, Exodus. It's the second book in the Bible, and we're in chapter 36 this morning, verses 2 through 7, and then we'll be in chapter 39, verses 32 through 43. So we're in Exodus chapter 36, verse 2 through 7, and then we'll be in chapter 39, verses 32 through 43. Father God, I ask that you have your way. Show your mercy upon us as we need it. Lord God, we cannot do this without you. Your grace is sufficient and your power is everlasting. So let us not be sermon evaluators, but sermon applicators, that we may apply this word to our life, that we may leave this place different. For those who come in who don't have a relationship with you, let them have it. For those who already have it, Lord God, increase it. That we may live a life that is different from you. Speak to our hearts as our hearts have already been cultivated by all the worship that we experience through communion, through song and praise, Lord God. Now, let us feast at your table to hear your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Those in the back can come in with us. And then we are looking in Exodus. We are find ourselves in Exodus chapter 36 and Exodus chapter 39. We'll start in Exodus chapter 36, verse number two. Exodus chapter 36, verse two. It said, then Moses called Bezalel and Aholiad and every gifted artisan in whose heart the Lord had put wisdom and everyone whose heart was stirred to come and do the work. And they received from Moses all the offering which children of Israel had brought for the work of the service of making the sanctuary. So they continue bringing to him a free will offering of every, I mean, a free will offering every Monday. Then all the craftsmen who were doing all the work of the sanctuary came each from their work that he was doing, and they spoke to Moses, saying, the people bring much more than enough for the service of the work which the Lord commanded us to do. So Moses gave a commandment, and they caused it to be uh, proclaimed throughout the camp, saying, let neither man nor woman do any more work for the offering of the sanctuary and the people were restrained from bringing, for the materials they had was uh, uh, sufficient for all the work to be done, indeed, too much. Now we turn over to verse 39, and we find ourselves in verse, I mean, chapter 39, we find ourselves in verses 32 to 43. In verses 32 in chapter 39, it says then, uh, thus all the work of the tabernacle of the tent of the meeting was finished. And the children of Israel did according to all that the Lord had commanded Moses, so they did. 
And they brought the tabernacle um, to Moses, the tent and all the furnishings, its claps and its boards and its bars, its pillars and its sockets and cover of ram skin dyed in red, the covering of badger skin and the veil of the covering, um, the ark of the testimony with the poles and the mercy seat, the table, all its utensils and the showbread, the pure gold lampstand with its lamps, the lamp set in order, all its utensils and the oil for the lamp, for the light, the gold altar, the anointing oil, and the sweet incense, the screens for the tabernacle door, the bronze altar, and its grates of bronze, its poles and all the utensils, the levers with um, its base, the hanging of the courts uh, of the court, its pillars and the sockets, the screens for the court gates, its cords and its pegs, all the utensils for the service of the tabernacle for the tent of meeting, verse 41, and the garments of ministry to minister in the holy places, the holy garments for Aaron and the priest and his son's garment to minister as priests. Verse uh, 42 and 43, according to all the Lord had commanded Moses, so the children of Israel did all the work. And then Moses looked over all the work, and indeed they had done it, as the Lord had commanded, just as they done it, just as he done it. And Moses blessed them. Amen, amen, amen. As we continue our theme, Growing and Giving, we started out in chapter 35 of this narrative. This narrative um, about the building and the offering that was taken for the tabernacle is found in Exodus chapter 35 through 40. And in this book of Exodus, the story um, tells us about a making and the building of the tabernacle. As we continue to look at our theme um, this year, growing and giving, we started out uh, in verse in chapter 35, verses four through nine, and I preached from the title, A Call to Give, But Only from the Willing. A Call to Give, But Only from the Willing. And then we looked at chapter 35, verses 10 through 19, and 30 through 35, and I preached from that title, A Call for the Willing Servant. Here in this narrative, God commanded his people Israel to build him an altar to build him a tabernacle. And a tabernacle is a, a portable structure, a place of worship for Israel. God desired to have a dwelling place of worship amongst his people, so he called Israel um, to give an offering and those to build the tabernacle. But in his call, it, it, it was a, although it was a general call, he asked them first to give an offering, but he only wanted those who were willing. So, so, so this offering that God commanded uh, or, or called them to give was not a tithe. It was not a sacrificial offer. It was not a required offer. This off offering, this offering was a voluntary offering that God, which was called a free will offering, that God asked them to give. So what a free will offering, what it is, 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 is say in today's time, we'll say, okay, we want to build a building. And we just ask people to give 
accordingly as a free will offering. That's, that's what it is. And God says, but I, I called everyone to give this free will offering, but I only want the willing. So, so with the free will offering, God is not twisting the arm. He's not requiring it. There's those who want to give and have a heart to give, have an opportunity to give, and now they give. And it doesn't matter uh, how much they gave. They, they just give what, whatever was led on their hearts to give. And God says, I only want the willing. I, I, I call for you to give, but I, but I only want those who have a heart to give. I, I only want those who, who have an attitude of, of giving to the Lord. He said, I, I don't want those who, who, who get mad when it's time to give. I don't want those who, who clutch their purse when it's time to give. I don't want those who close their fists when it's time to I'm looking for those who have a willing heart to say, God, you can use me and use my offering. But then he comes and he calls not only for them to give for the willing, but then he called for the willing servant. He called for those who have a, a heart and a desire to want to serve him. He says, I, I, I call for the willing servant to come, and I need the willing servant, as we looked at last week, to, to give their skill. God, God wasn't talking about spiritual gifts in, in this, in this um, 35th chapter of Exodus. He was talking about those who had a trade and those who had a skill. And he said, for those who have a skill and those who have a trade, I, I'm, I'm calling only the willing to come and offer their trade for the building of my tabernacle. He, said, he says, I, I'm, I'm not forcing you to serve. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to twist your arm for you to serve. I'm not, I'm not going to beat you upside the head if you don't serve. I'm only looking for the willing. I, I'm looking for those who, who want to serve as a usher. I'm looking for those who want to serve in the music ministry. I'm looking for those who want to serve in different ministries as a deacon, as a preacher, as a teacher. I'm looking for those who want to serve the young people. I'm looking for those who want to serve our seasoned saints. I'm looking for those who want to serve the, the single ministry and an emerge ministry and a baptism ministry and a financial ministry. But I'm only looking for those who are willing. Because when you are a willing servant, you come in with a different attitude. When you, when you are a willing servant, you come in with joy to know that it's a privilege to, to worship God. When you, when, you, when you come in with a, uh, uh, when you're willing, you come in with, a, with an attitude that's different. You know that, that God, I'm grateful for, for you using me. I, I know it's a, a great privilege that, that I'm used in the house of God. God, I'm thankful to be used. I don't come in here with an attitude, with, my, with my, my, my face sagging. I don't come in here mad and like, oh, it's Sunday. I got to serve this Sunday. No, I come in with an attitude. God, use me. He says, I'm only looking for the willing to serve. If you're not willing to serve, I tell you all the time, just stay where you are. Because all you're going to do is mess the ministry up. And he says that I'm looking for those who are willing to give, those who have a willing heart to give, and those who are willing to serve. He says, I got a corporate assignment for my people, and that's to build me a tabernacle. But I need those who willingly will give and those who willingly will serve. And what we see today as we come to this morning, I want to speak to you from the topic, the response from the willing, the response for the willing. We saw the call to the willing. The call was to give, but only the willing. 
We saw the call to serve, but only the willing. And now in these last chapters of this narrative, we see their response. First response we see here is found in chapter, I mean, chapter 36, uh, verses 2 through 7. We see the response from the willing givers. In chapter 36, verse 2 through 7, look at this. In chapter 36 through 2 through 7, he says, And Bezalel and Aholad and every gifted artisan in whom the Lord had put wisdom, this is verse 1, um, put wisdom and understanding to know how, know how to do the manner of the work for the service of the sanctuary shall do according to all that the Lord has done. And then Moses called uh, Belazar and Aholiad and every gifted artisan in, in whose heart the Lord had put wisdom and everyone whose heart was stirred to come and do the work. So here Moses called these two gentlemen who was like the project managers over this assignment. Bezalah and Oholahad was, was, was the project managers over this assignment. So he, he called all of them and he called all the women and the men. This is who God called, asked Mars to call, and he empowered them to use their skill in a trade to build the building. And look at their response. Moses called all the servants. And he says, here it is in verse number three, he says, and they received from Moses all the offering which the children of Israel had brought for the work of, uh, I mean, for the work of the service of making the sanctuary. So they continue bringing him a free will offering every morning. Moses says to uh, Belazar and Aholad, he says, come and receive the materials that we have collected from the offering of the people. So the people were their offering was was acacia wood. It was gold. It was it was bronze. It was it was ram. I mean uh, badger skin and and goat skin and and all these other things that they were uh, required where they was uh, asked to give as an offering. And he says, now I want you to come and I want you to pick up these materials so you can build the sanctuary. So Moses called them all over and said, man, come get your your order. It's like you set an order of wood in Home Depot and you go pick it up. Moses said, come, come here and get, get, get the order the people have given. Come pick up the order. And when they get there to pick up the order, look what it said. He said they continue to bring an offering every single morning. He says, Mo, Mo, Moses said they, they continue to bring a, an offering to the Lord every single, every single morning they got up to worship. Every single morning, they, they got up to, to bring an offering for the tabernacle that God asked them to, to, to bring. When you, when you have a willing heart to, to give to the Lord, every morning you know it's worship. We, we got to know when we give to God, it's worship. When we, when we come to, to give an offering or, or a tie to God, it's just not that we give and That is a form of worship. That is striving your worth to them. And they understand that I must get up every morning and worship God. And they worship God with their giving. I just, want, I just can't imagine uh, 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 people who are around them who don't get up in the morning and don't give. All that that God has done how God has blessed them, how God has kept them in, uh, uh, in the time of their trouble. And they came with an with a attitude, a gratitude to, to worship God and they, give in, and they gave every single morning. Every single morning they got up to give. Now just imagine this. 
if, if a church in worship pass a plate four or five times, y'all going to be like, all they want is money. Every morning these people got up to worship. Every morning they got up to give to the Lord what the Lord asked for. Every single morning they got up to worship to give. Look at their response. And these people didn't give with attitude. They, they didn't give mad. They didn't give with a grudge. They, they gave happily and joyful to the Lord. And guess what? They gave what they had. They gave what they had. Every single morning, he lays it out. He says every single morning they got up to worship and they gave unto the Lord. Our giving expressed God worth to us. And we see their response. They got up every morning. They got up every morning to give. So they continued to bring uh, to him a free will offering every single morning. Look at verse 4. And then all the crafty men who were there doing all the work in the sanctuary came, each one um, from his work. And look what they said. And they spoke to Moses saying, the people bring too much. He said, the, the, they come and say, Moses, we, we check in the inventory. We, we got way more than enough. The people have, have given too much, Moses. We, they, they, gave, they gave too much gold. They gave too much bronze. They gave too much acacia wood. They gave too much skin. They gave too much uh, badger hair. They gave too much. They gave too much pegs and clap. He says they gave too much. Man, just imagine that today. When we get to a point where you say, hey, stop giving because we got more than enough. But this was only happen when you have people who are willing. This is only happen when you have people who have an attitude to give beyond what they can see because they know God has a work that is working and I'm giving not to the pastor, not to the church, but I'm giving to the work of God. These people, these willing servants, look at their response. They gave more than enough. And it says, for the service of the work, uh, for the work which the Lord commanded them to do. Said, Moses, we have enough. But this is what really blew my mind right here, because in verse 6 it says, so Moses gave a command to go out in the community to stop giving. Moses commanded them. Moses put a decree out, a decree out saying, hey, we have received enough. Stop giving. We, we don't need no more. We got enough toys for miracles at Christmas, at Clinton. We got enough school supplies. We, we don't need no more. We got enough groceries in the cupboard to, to, to feed a multitude of families. We got enough. We, we got enough for this building. We got enough. God, God, stop bringing your gifts of offering. This was their response. But then it blew my mind because Moses made a command. And usually, when you talk about finances, you make a command like that, and they say, stop giving, what y'all do? But it said that Moses, in, in, the, in the next verse, had to restrain them. Come up here, Linda Pocket. It said, Moses, I'm going to read it to you. Stand right here. It says, for the, he says in verse 6, he says, that so Moses commanded, and, and, and they caused it to be proclaimed throughout the camp saying let neither man nor woman do any more work 
for the offering of the sanctuary. And the people were restrained from bringing the offering. Now Moses didn't set a command out not to bring nothing. Now Moses restrained them not to bring nothing. Now that's the interesting word, restrain. Restrain means a physical force of stopping them. This is, this is amazing because when you have a willing heart, this, this, these people had a willing heart. Turn this way, Lenny. He had a willing heart, but Moses, you, you trying to get over there, Lenny, okay? But Moses said, stop giving. I don't want no more. We have enough. And he had to physically restrain them from giving. And they said, you don't know what the Lord has done for me. I'm going to give to the Lord. I have seen him work in my family. I have seen him work in my life. He's he ain't really putting up a fight to trying to get that money up, is he? But he has to say, I, God, you have done some tremendous things in my life. And God, I don't know, but I'm going to give to you whatever you want. Moses had to restrain them to stop giving. Moses had to physically stop them from giving. You want to talk about a willing heart. You want to talk about some people that have a desire to give. These people were restrained by physical force to stop giving an offering to the work of the ministry because they had a willing heart. What about us? Is your heart willing to even serve the Lord? Is your, is your heart willing to to even worship the Lord and serve in him? I mean, if you come to an event and we have too many volunteers, y'all like, okay, I'm going home. And never come back. But these people understood what worship was like and really having a genuine heart to, to worship the Lord, to, to give to the Lord, to the ministry, the effectiveness of the ministry. The effective and the power of the ministry. They, they knew that they needed God and they wanted God to transform lives. And even today, the ministry work is needed and, 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 and it changes lives. It changes. It changes. And I know some of y'all say, well, well, Pastor Pew, I don't have it. I have bills and all this stuff. But if you got a heart to God, you give to God first and everything else going to work out. Everything else going to work out. And I am a testimony of that. I am, I am a testimony of that. I have seen God work in my finances. In 2005, I was working as an assistant chief engineer at World Bank down on 1800 Pennsylvania Avenue. And when I left that job to go work for the church, I took a $45,000 pay cut in 2005. And all my kids went to college. My house didn't miss a note. Never been late on a house note. Bought new cars. Went to school. Paid for clothes. Got food in the closet. I know what God can do. I know what he can do. Because we put him first. We, we had a heart to, to put him first because we had a desire and a will to worship him first and not ourselves. 
And then in 2019, I was called here to, to Clinton Baptist Church where I had to take another pay cut to come here because we just didn't have the money to pay me. But guess what? We put another one through college. Our bills ain't never been paid. My stomach's still fat. I can buy some new clothes every once in a while, but I'm just saying, I'm just letting you know when you have a heart to worship God and put him first, when you are willingly willing to give yourself to God, God, I'm willing to devote myself to you. God, I'm going to prostrate myself before you because I need you, God. I know you got me. Whatever I go through, you got me, Lord God. Whatever you want, you got it. I offer it to you, God. I'm willing. I give you myself. Whatever. Whatever, God. He's looking for willing people to be used in a ministry where he can build you up and he can grow his kingdom. It's sad. When I read statistics, the 2080 method in the church, where it's 20% of people doing the work and 80% just sitting down. That's, that, that's, that's, that's statistics by LifeWay Resources. So if you got 100 members, the same 20 members doing all the work while the other 80 just sitting at the table feasting and complaining. Yeah, if it was me, I'd have did it this way. I'd have did it that You ain't giving nothing. You ain't, you ain't trying to give nothing because you ain't even got desire to give. But you sitting back complaining. I don't like these decorations. These cheap, these plates cheap, they cracking. We don't give away no, no cheap plates, by the way. Says, do you have a willing heart? These people, look at their response. They gave over and abundantly. But then the second thing we see in the text and we find in verse 39, we saw the response of the willing giver. And now in chapter 39, we see the response of the willing servant. Look at chapter 39. Chapter 39, it says, in chapter 39, verse number 32, it says, all the work of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting was finished. Look at that. Look at the response of the willing servant. The willing servant responded in the command of God of finishing the work. They, 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 they used their skill and they trade to do the work of ministry to fulfill what the assignment that God had for that, that, that time. This is amazing. They responded in a way that God, I'm, I'm not just only going to serve, but we're going to finish the work. We, we're going to make this tabernacle. We're going to make a place where, where you can come dwell at, where we, we can have worship with you, where you can get to, where we can get to know you and worship you on a daily basis. They finished the work. Look at their response. They finished. They didn't have open-end ministry. They finished the task. They didn't quit on God. They didn't start the ministry and then quit. They finished, and they served faithfully. Because to finish, you got to serve faithfully. And guess what? It's so amazing. Watch this. I told you the tabernacle was 45 feet long, like 15 to 20 feet up in the air, and like 25 feet wide. 
This is how big the structure was. It was a portable structure that they had to take down piece by piece and then move it when God told them to move, but also put it back together. This is how big the structure is. It took them six to nine months to build this. It took them six to nine months to build this. Six to nine months to build this great edifice for the worship of God and all the furnishing. Because they were willing service and they respond to the command of God. It says, look in verse 32. And, and all the work of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting was finished. It was finished. In six to nine months, they responded to the call of God. And they did it in their service. And keep in mind, because I don't want us to get mixed up like they had a group to give and a group to serve. The same people had a willing heart to give was the same people had a willing heart to serve. It wasn't a service group and a giving group. These were the same people. They were giving and serving. Oh, my God. That, that, that's, that's some good stuff right there. They were giving. Were giving over here. They were giving and serving. They wasn't giving and then watching people serve, they wasn't serving without giving, but they were giving and serving at the same time. And they were so willing to God that they listened to the command of God and they finished the assignment that God had given them. And when you are a willing servant, you finish the ministry that God has called you to. You finish it. Don't quit in ministry. Just imagine if your pastor quit in ministry. I'd have quit about 20 times by now. I haven't been here four years. Don't quit. I can't quit because I have a, a willing attitude and a desire to serve God. That's my attitude. That's my willingness to serve him. And these people finished the assignment that he gave, but also their response was not only to finish, but look in 32B. They was response to not only finish the work, but they was obedient to the commands of God. When you're willing serving, you also be obedient to the commands of God. Look, and it says, and the children of Israel did according to all that the Lord had commanded Moses. And so they did. And look down to verse 32. I mean, 42. According to all that the Lord had commanded Moses. So the children of Israel did all the work. And then verse uh, 43. Then Moses looked over all the work, and indeed they had done it as the Lord had commanded, just so they had done it, and Moses blessed them. They were not only finishers, a willing servant, one who has a willing heart to serve is a finisher, but not only that, a one who has a willing heart to serve is obedient. They were obedient to the command of God because God gave them a blueprint. And we saw that in verse 30, in chapter 35. God said, this is what I want and this is how I want it with these measurements. And their job was to go back and make these things and give these things according to God's command. And these people were obedient. Willing servants are obedient servants. If you're not obedient, you're not a willing servant. 
Because there are some things that God going to give the pastor for the church. But you got to be obedient. Trust that your pastor is hearing from God. Yeah, it may seem like, oh, that ain't going to work. But God know it will. It may seem like, oh, it's a better way to do that. But God, God know it will. You may have a better way, but, but God ain't going to ever tell you what to do for this church. Because you ain't the pastor. He always going to tell the pastor. He told Moses what to do, and Moses gave the information to the people. Let me tell you, God has a way of making things that don't make sense make sense. I don't know about y'all. Have y'all seen it in your life where God made some things that don't make sense make sense? We in the middle of a pandemic. A brand new church, no money at all, no air conditioning at all. But we go and sign a contract for them to put the air conditioning for $106,000 in the middle of the pandemic, and we ain't got a dime in the bank. It didn't make sense. But I thank God for the little leaders I had that sat at that table and said, Pastor, I believe you getting in touch with God and I believe God leading you this way. So let's go ahead and sign that contract. I didn't know where we was getting the money from. I'm praying, saying, God, where are we going to get this money from? I don't have $106,000. We only got a little bit of people, people not coming to church because of the pandemic, but God. God stuck a ram in a bush. And next thing you know, we had got this money with three donors that gave us the money to get $106,000 that we signed a contract in June and paid for cash in August. I'm trying to tell you, when you have a willing heart, God will lead you to do things that don't make sense, but make it make sense. I don't know about you, but there's some other things that Jesus did that made that didn't make sense. Because it didn't make sense to come and die on the cross for sinners who don't like you, who don't even want to worship you, who are going to lie on you and still steal after you saved them. But it didn't make sense to me, but to God it made sense that he says, I'm going to wrap myself up in flesh and come through a virgin named Murray in Bethlehem where I'm going to live for 33 years without sin so I can come willingly to surrender my life to death so they may have life. Jesus even was a willing servant. He knew that he was coming to die on the cross. What that mean? That he was beat all night till he was unrecognizable. He was paraded down the streets of Jerusalem. He was nailed to the cross and hung up high on Gagatha's hill. But I thank you that he was a willing servant because he came to do it not only for me but for you and you and you and he did it for all of us. Thank God that Jesus was a willing servant. That in him dying on a cross, you and I have a right to life. And that life come abundantly through his death, burial, and resurrection. Because Jesus was a willing servant to the commands of God. And I ask you today, will you be a willing servant?